The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Adrian Barry from Off the Ball is here to preview the weekend sport, and I think I've said it probably a dozen times this match is a must win for Stephen Kenny's Ireland <laughs> it is it is and it sort of feels like it is it kind of feels like we've been leading to this point Pat that you know we have been working on this grand plan for the last few years we found ourselves in a position now you know we played really well against France result didn't go our way into the second game uh, against a team that are slightly less uh, lower than us in the world rankings so it's not beyond the realms of possibility that we could win we've suddenly unearthed this player not suddenly but working on for a while but we have a player now who's one of the hottest properties in the Premier League in a position that we couldn't fill for the last number of years since Robbie Keane retired so Evan Ferguson is the key to this thing he's still only a teenager um, still finding his way in the game really sharp football brain though um, yeah. and a brilliant a lot player of pressure on him though if he's to be the saviour of he, Ireland's fortunes for, for a while and we are going to build that team around him and a lot of the predictions of the T, uh, the 11 that should start this evening and mo- it's consistent in most of the papers this morning has him with Adam Ida who'd be a similarly styled player uh, alongside him up front so uh, we should be excited about it I wouldn't be telling people to relax and not put the pressure on let's be excited about mm-hmm. him he's a young kid with a huge future ahead of him so uh, and in terms of the game tonight I'm predicting a 2-1 for Ireland uh, I think anything is possible uh, Greece are don't Greece are, are no great shakes don't have amazing yeah. and they've uh, had players. a good camp in uh, a, hot, a hot weather situation mind you they could have stayed at home they could have done that just as easily training. back here but anyway yeah. uh, they should be ready for this now you had Ronan O'Gara on off the ball I believe he was on OTBAM about an hour and a half ago Pat as he is most Friday mornings and they have a mo- monster game it's the last game of the season for them this tomorrow against Toulouse. against Toulouse it's in Paris it's the top 14 final it's they, they like the Champions Cup they love the top 14. They love the bouclier. That's the one they crave. Uh, so he has that game tomorrow night. It's uh, 8 o'clock kickoff Irish time. I recommend people check it out. But he, we asked him about it for his thoughts on Johnny Sexton, obviously the impending potential ban for the behaviour around the Champions Cup final where they were against Ronan Gareth's team, of course. Uh, and he said that there shouldn't be a ban. He said, I'd be strong on that. He said that I know the character, as in he knows Johnny Sexton. He knows that it was a couple of seconds of a bit of uh, a bit of a reaction, but that the character needs to stand uh, for him and that there shouldn't be a ban. Yeah, and I mean, he's not the coolest of dudes at times himself. He's, he's had, had his, his own, own issues. He has, yeah. he has his own issues. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to the golf and uh, Rory McIlroy, uh, only three off the, the lead after day one of uh, the US Open. I'm sure, like me, Pat, at five to ten last night, you were glued to the opening hole for uh, Rory McIlroy. He was out with Brooks Kepka. There was the whole backstory of Liv versus PGA. And so we were glued to it. And that, that didn't hugely materialise. The three of them, it turns out, I think, are pally enough. And so there was no great rivalry in that front. But I watched Rory McIlroy uh, tee off um, on on his first uh, first shot and he blitzed it down the first yeah. fairway absolutely blitzed it longest drive of the day straight down the middle and he swaggered down the down the uh, fairway after it and I thought we are on here and yeah. on we are five under par after the opening round uh, that yeah, leaves a tricky course I'm told yeah looks like a tricky course some of the uh, some of the action off the fairway is not so bad some of it is really penal. Uh, Parra Carrington had a had a tough job getting out of it when he was going along quite nicely. Uh, McIlroy's gotten out of it quite well at times and in bother at other points, as you know yourself, having yeah, watched it last night. Air. But yeah. five under par leaves him three back from the lead. Ricky Fowler, Xander Shoffley, both eight under par, both home within uh, five minutes of each other and both... Uh, setting a new US Open record with a 62 so all to play for heading into the weekend 
All right, but very early days on, yeah. on a course like that. And of course, the, the pin positions will be changed uh, and so on, Correct. maybe to make it more difficult. Who knows, after that, 62. Um, what else is happening? Well, there's a Grand Prix, the Canadian Grand Prix this weekend. It'll probably be business as usual, Max. Business as usual, yeah. I was at the Monaco Grand Prix a few weeks ago, yeah. Pat, I must say. So I'm a newfound, newfound respect for the drivers and the pace they go oh. at. Uh, on those streets, I mean, they're down to something like... Uh, you know, maybe 50 kilometres an hour going around the hairpin times, in, in yeah. the centre of the town. But they're they're averaging at, you know, 150 kilometres an hour around the whole circuit. It's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. When you watch it on TV and you see how they how they zoom around and you just take it that that's the way it is, that's OK. When you watch it up close and you see the proximity of the cars going, the pace they're at, mm. and then the bit of rain came down. Monaco does tend to be a bit of a procession. Yeah. It's the biggest cliche about it. It's also totally true. One, two, three in the podium finished one, two, three at the uh, chequered flag. It seems extraordinary that we're already getting the Premier League fixtures for next year. It's not something that moves my dial, Pat. I'm not going to lie. The the publication of the Premier League fixtures doesn't do it for me at all. At some point in a couple of months' time, I'll start to think about it. It's uh, mm. With so much else going on, I have to say. I know that fans of the clubs get excited about United aren't playing until the Monday. Why are we left until the last game again? But for me, I think it's... Uh, right. So, um, a big weekend for GA. So much action. Yes, a big weekend. So we're moving into the final round of group games in this new format in the All-Ireland Championship. And uh, really, you have to be looking at Cork Mayo is probably one of the gig- biggest games of the weekend. Mayo have been just a mixed bag so far. They've had that win over Kerry, but they scraped last Louth and after the fallout of the Connacht Championship defeat. Where are they at? Uh, we might get a better steer on that. I suspect we will. Neutral venues this weekend as well. You have Mickey Hart, Hart managing Louth and they're up against Kerry this weekend. So you have that bit of intrigue as well. A lot of intrigue across the uh, various groups as to who will be the fourth team because the top three will all go through and even within that there's jockeying for positions can I finish top if I finish third in my group I might end up with a tough away game at the next one so there's that sort of incentive Try and finish a little bit. Is it all a group. bit too complicated? Uh, do you know we were talking to Morris Brosnan of the Examiner about this in the show earlier on, and I was saying let's get the first let's get the first bank of uh, group games done. Let's see the permutations and let's make our decision up after that as to whether it works or not. My instinct is that having groups of four with three teams qualifying is a bit too fair. Yeah, I mean, it, a bit too fair. Yes. It, it loses a lot of jeopardy, number it does. one. And it's a touch of this one for every member of the audience, nearly. Correct. And no better man to say it than yourself. <laughs> and there could be, if they if they were to remove the preliminary quarterfinal round from it and just have two from each group to go through, jeopardy is through the roof. Every game matters. And I think that would up the stakes a little bit. You do away with a number of games, obviously, afterwards. Um, but I suspect that will be the way forward. But there may be people, and we were uh, talking about ticket prices and so on, there may be people who are just... F- finding it a bit expensive to well, go to all the games that are now on offer. Galway and Armagh play this weekend in Carrick and Shannon and they had applied to the CCCC to have the game moved to Croke Park. They haven't yet sold out. As of right now, they have not sold out the 10,000 tickets for Carrick and Shannon. So that'll tell you, give you a good insight. Like Galway and Armagh would both consider themselves to be in the top five, six teams in the country and they can't sell out 10,000 tickets. Yeah. So there's, there is an issue there. Yeah. All right, Adrian Barry from Off the Ball. Uh, thank you very Thanks, much Pat. for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.